0: Hello, we are back with another episode of Checkers and Wreckers. I'm Ryan Janke. I'm joined by Corey Litton. That's it, me. That is you. We are both <laughs> back after a little hiatus. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we, we both uh, we both have been putting on the miles here lately. Yes, you were on tour and I was in Alaska. So. <laughs> yeah, uh, I had to keep
1: track of how many miles I did every day just to see if I got any, anywhere near how many you traveled. So
0: yeah, <laughs> you, you've been, definitely put on a lot. Uh, yeah f- well, but I flew, so that was nice. It was uh about a five and a half hour flight from uh Minneapolis to Anchorage
1: I napped uh during one of the drives, so that was okay <laughs> i you know, and you know the passengers in the vehicle along with me didn't mind either for some reason,
0: sure. <laughs> you weren't snoring then. No, no, I kept them asleep. Also, uh, well, I made uh, I made the kids laugh at one point because on the way back we had a flight out of Anchorage at nine o'clock Anchorage time, so we landed uh, Central Time at five seventeen. But somewhere in the middle of the night, I dozed off, the old uh, dad head back, <laughs> mouth open, and woke myself up with the <laughs> and all, all the kids were laughing. So, so that was good. But, yeah, that's usually the way I do it, too, <laughs> <laughs> especially when I'm driving. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, we got a lot of action to cover. We're, we're talking July 9th. All the way through the twenty first. That's right, and this is just the races I went to. <laughs> so wow. it was
1: a, quite a bit. Uh, we started on uh, yeah Saturday, July 9th. The Jamestown Speedway was the kicker, the kickoff for the thirty uh, third Dakota Classic Modified Tour. My fourth year being the announcer out there, along with alongside of Chad Meyer. It was uh, it was an awesome experience, and it started off well. Uh, Brennan Borg and the stock cars he led at the drop of the green flag in a highly contested feature race where anyone in the top six could have led at any time it was, it was pretty intense Brennan Borg was keeping them at bay for the longest time but contact late in the race sent Borg back three spots and Mad Mike Hagen assumed the top the top spot uh, Hagen got into trouble and spun out in turn four with just four laps to go, handing the lead over to Randy Klein, who we have now uh, dubbed the trash man, which that will come <laughs> up in the next race I talk about. Uh, Randy Klein held off uh, Shelby Williams all the way from bottom Texas. Wow. Uh, Trent Greger and uh, a rebounding Brennan Borg for the win. The points after night number one in on the stock cards, Randy Klein was the uh, obviously the point leader. Then it was Shelby Williams about a point behind Trent Gregor, two points back. Brendan Borg three, and Scott Gartner snuck in uh, uh, with four points, uh, four points back from Randy Klein. Scott Gartner, who races a Dodge Dart, uh, which nice. is pretty pretty awesome <laughs> compared to all these like kind of Chevy looking cars sure. out there. Uh, going to the modifieds. Uh, former tour champion Tom Barry Jr. drew number one, and that was all he needed. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Barry led every lap of the A-Main, but was not without his share of adversity. Traffic played a factor for many times throughout the feature race, and Barry had to make several split-second se- decisions. To keep at bay the advancing Colin Hibden. Uh, the animal Jeff Taylor, uh, who charged from deep, who uh, I don't think he drew anything on the pill draw less than 90 throughout the whole week <laughs> out of 100. So uh, he uh, And he found himself towards the front every night, so it was pretty fun to watch him pass a lot of cars. Uh, cool. Tanner Black and Jake McBurney also uh, were in the top five to hold on uh, for the win there for Tom Barry Jr., yeah, of course, he scored 40 points in the win. Colin Hibden, 39, so he's one point back. Jeff Taylor, two points back. Tanner Black, three.
0: And Jake McBurney, four points back. All right. Then uh, on to the next day. Man, you had a tour. Sunday, July 10th, Nodak Speedway. Yeah, that was up in Minot, North
1: Dakota. The Stock Cars, uh, Jamestown winner Randy Klein drew the outside pole for the Stock Car Main Event. And uh, so they do it as a Frisbee uh, draw kind of thing. So really? you ra- They write numbers in the bottom of a Frisbee, and you walk around front in front of the crowd and... You pick up your Frisbee, and it shows your number. Well, he drew number one, or number two, outside pole. He went to throw the Frisbee into the crowd after autographing it. It landed in a dumpster.
0: (laughs) That's why he's the
1: trash man. And, um, (laughs) And so at the Nodak Speedway, obviously, after the Dakota Mod Tour date, they have to tear everything down and get it ready for the state fair. And the way that that place is set up, they paved underneath where the racetrack is in the front straightaway. Okay, so they dig out all the dirt on the front straightaway. They take out the wall. It is an incredible thing to watch happen while we're tearing down. They take out so much by the time we're even gone. Wow! And we don't take that long. It's a uh, they have that figured out. Well, in one of the dumpsters that was sitting out there, Randy Klein threw his frisbee into it. Um <laughs> They they were gonna send somebody to go get it. He's like, no, I'll get it. So then he jumped into the dumpster and picked out his frisbee and threw it into the crowd. Got it about twenty rows up after that. So that was so we're calling him <laughs> after- the Trash Man or Randy the Dumpster Diver
0: Kleiner. That's um, great. <laughs> he's got many nicknames now. Uh, out of the dumpster, how uh, how was it? A, was it a full dumpster? Um, <laughs> I didn't look inside <laughs> it. I know he threw some
1: beers in it afterwards, but yeah. Uh, but <laughs> after that, he led every lap of that AMA and while holding off fifth place starter and good friend of his trent greger for the win uh tim pesic he finished in third austin doe uh from all the way up in uh, saskatchewan he finished in fourth travis Ulmer, the uh, wild child or the kitty paw, or cat paw as they call him now he finished in the fifth spot uh randy klein doubled his points uh, up to 80 trent greger uh he was three points back austin doe was 14 points back uh brendan Labat snuck up into the top of four he uh he's a uh He's actually a offensive lineman for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. really so yeah it was it was cool to having him up there Austin Doe is also a former hockey player I believe uh, so oh. uh, all the, both of them from from Estevan area yeah. and uh, Shelby Williams uh, he was 20 points back after night number one. In the modified Sean Strand for Mandan, he led at the drop of the green flag till Colin Hibden took over on lap number three. Hibden had a hard fight from there on out when he developed a vibration after his right rear tire delaminated on lap number four. Uh, night number one winner Tom Barry Jr. charged up from fifth to take the lead from Hibden on lap on lap twelve and dominated the remaining eighteen laps for the win. Held, Hibden somehow managed to hold on to a second spot with no tread on the right rear tire left after that. Yeah. Uh, Ricky Alvarado he finished in the third spot. Sean Strand finished in fourth, and defending series champion Tim Ward charged up to a fifth place finish.
0: All right. Say for those who don't know uh tire delaminated the tread just came off like right? yeah, just right?
1: separated from the rest of the tire separated from the cords and he just sitting there on a basically
0: on the cords yeah and that was it similar to what you see like on a, a semi truck on the interstate yeah yeah,
1: yeah. that's pretty yep. much yeah it's yeah, pretty much it right there uh Tom Barry Jr he held on to the point lead obviously he had 80 points scored. Colin Hibden was two points back after night number two. Travis Hagan, the dark horse. Travis Hagan was 10 points back. Tim Ward, 11 points back. And the animal, Jeff Taylor, was 16 points back after night number two.
0: All right. Then on to Monday, July 11th at Williston Basin Speedway. Dalton Florey, he jumped out to the
1: early lead in the stock cars and bolted himself to the cushion, as I like to call that, <laughs> uh, Tell Matt Speckman was able to get by Florey with three laps to go, holding on for the win. Florey finished second. Dan McIntoon, he's from southern Minnesota, he finished in the third spot. Trent Greger finished in fourth. Yeah, keep an eye on that name right there, Trent Greger. And point leader Randy Klein finished in the fifth position. So uh, Randy Klein still had the point lead. He, had, at that point, had 116 points. Trent Greger was only back by two points at that point. Uh, Dalton Florey, he had 99 points, so he was uh, quite a bit out of the lead. Matt Speckman, 94. Shelby Williams, 94 also. Then we mm-hmm. moved on to the modifieds. Oh, well, Fast Eddie Turnbull was on the point. Um it, he's another one of those Saskatchewan uh, regulars that came down there. Uh he led the first eight laps till Tom Berry Jr was able to get the lead from Turnbull and didn't look back for his third straight win on the tour. Ricky Alvarado finished in second. Eddie Bellick finished in third. He's from Colorado. Like they had, they had I wish I would have remembered to put the yeah. I mean, we had 94 cars roughly every night between the two classes. So in many states and provinces were were represented out there, and I wish I would have kept total track of that one. Yeah, But, Ed, yeah, Ed Turnbull finished in fourth. Lucas Lambry's finished in the fifth position. Tom Berry Jr. continued his points, uh, perfect points going on there with 120 points. Travis Hagan was sitting at 105. Ricky Alvarado, 103. Tim Ward, 99. Tanner Black had 95 points. All
0: right, then on to Tuesday, July the 12th, Southwest Speedway in Dickinson, North Dakota. And this is one of my favorite stops on the tour because it really throws a curveball at
1: us. Um, I'm saying that slightly sarcastically because <laughs> so the flag stand is on the back straightaway from us, from where okay. the grandstands are. So the front straightaway is all the way on the other side of the racetrack. So there is a note that I left on the window uh, of the uh announcer's booth that had turn 1 2 back straight away which is all in front of, in front <laughs> of us 3 4 to my right <laughs> <laughs> it's normally 1 and 2 and then front straight away out uh, there and I I messed it up a minimal amount of times. The, the year before, I if I were to play a drinking game on how many times I would have done that, I would have fell out of the booth. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Trent Greger, he led, uh, was able to lead every lap of the stock car main event to put himself into the point lead going into the last races of the hashtag tur. Uh, defending series <laughs> champion Zach Madrid finished in the second spot. He's from Arizona. Austin Brands put the Spurs to his 117 car to finish third. Austin Doe finished in the fourth position. Adam Goff finished in fifth. Trent Greger, again, he took over that point lead. He had 154 points after that night. Dalton Florey, he got second. He moved up to second with 131 points. Randy Klein fell back to a third after having an infraction in the heat races, which sent him into a B-man. His uh, wheelbase was too uh, was not correct. Okay. So he uh, had to go through a B main. He ended up ended up in the third spot. Austin Doe or, or Randy Klein ended up third place in points. Excuse me. Then Austin Doe ended up in fourth with uh, 128 points. Shelby Williams tied with him as well in the modified division. Ricky Alvarado drew the number one starting spot and led the first 12 laps. On lap thirteen, Tom Barry Jr. finished his charge up to the top, uh, up to the top from his uh, tenth starting spot. That was the only time he didn't win a heat race. Wow! So yeah, he won. Uh, he, he he got his fourth straight win. Dakota Sproul finished in uh, second. He's from Hayes, Kansas. The Big Show, Jason Walla, finished in third from Ray, North Dakota. Eddie Bellick finished in the fourth spot, Arvada, Colorado. Uh, and Tanner Black, he finished in the fifth position. He's from Otis, my man, Kansas. Um, Then Tom Berry Jr., uh, again, still perfect in points. 160 points he had scored by that point. Travis Hagan, the Dark Horse, is back. 20 points with 140. Ricky Alvarado, 132. Tanner Black, 131. Eddie Bellick, 129 points.
0: All right. You just kept on moving. Dakota Speedway in Mandan on Wednesday, July 13th. Second highest number of stairs to get to the top of the grandstands (laughs) on the tour. 84 to get up to the
1: top in in Minot and 77 to get up to the top in Mandan. And we got to do it two days in a row. But who's counting? (laughs) Right? (laughs) I've only had that memorized since the first of the four years that I've been doing this. Uh Jason Berg, he took the st- lead at the start and held off several attempts by Randy Klein, Trent Greger, and many other tough stock car competitors for the lead. Until the point leader, Trent Greger, took the lead with only seven laps to go. Gregor was looking for win number two of the campaign going into championship night. Shelby Williams was on the charge from his 14th starting spot. Snuck by Gregor on the last lap to score the win, which was incredible. The, the place went bananas when that happened. Uh, and, you know... You have a somewhat local Trent Greger from Sykeston, North Dakota. Sykeston uh, uh, to Mandan is a lot closer than Bonham, Texas is to Mandan. <laughs> so people were going nuts at that, and it was only by about half a car length. Uh, I didn't have my live timing and scoring in front of me because I was getting ready to do victory lane, so I was down front watching that, you know, right up by the wall, and it yeah. was it was amazing. That's cool. Gregor again, he finished that close second place. Uh, Berg finished in third. Berg also from uh, from the Bismarck area builds his own chassis, so that, that oh. was pretty impressive for him Ooh. to put on a show like that with all these pretty professional chassis builders being represented up there. Austin Doe he finished in fourth, and Brendan Lebat finished in the fifth position. The, the points uh, still had Trent Greger up front, 193 points, Shelby William 168, Austin Doe 165, Randy the Dumpster Diver Kleiner 164, uh, <laughs> and Dalton Florey sitting at 151. Uh, Sean Strand in the Modifieds, he led the field to green hoping to end the streak that Tom Barry Jr. had going for him. But uh Barry proved to be too much and took the lead in lap number 7 and Cruz to a fifth consecutive victory. Wow. There's only been one other time in the Dakota Mod Tour where there has been a winner of five feature races. Uh and that that Mark was tied right there. Travis Hagan finished in second, Ricky Alvarado in third. Uh, uh Sean Strand finished in fourth and Tim Ward finished in fifth. So again, Tom Barry Jr. perfect score in the points, 200. Wow. Uh, Travis Hagan had 179. It was pretty much all but wrapped up by that point, too. Uh, Ricky Alvarado, 169. Tanner Black,
0: 166. And Eddie Bellick with 160 points. All right. And then on to the last night, championship night. Dakota Speedway, Mandan, Thursday, July 14th. Shelby Williams, he led every lap and held off Austin Doe by only one car length to go back-to-back
1: in the stock cars to win the finale. That was only the second time during this tour that a, a driver had won twice. And two times in a row, Randy Klein he ended up finishing in the third spot. Jake Nelson finished in fourth. Trent Gregor finished in fifth to clinch the tra- the championship for the tour in the stock car division. Trent Gregor had two hundred and twenty nine points. Shelby Williams finished with 208 points, Austin Doe, 204, Randy Klein, even with that bad night, still finished with 202 points, and Dalton Flory 186. In the Modifieds, Tom Berry Jr. led every lap of the Modified main event to complete the first wow. ever six-win streak, streak <laughs> sweep of the tour. Um, in 2007, Steve Arpin, he swept the entire tour with a five-win effort. That was both heats and feature races, Okay, but there was one rain out, so that's why he only had five wins in his sure. perfect year. Uh, this is the only time in history that there's been a six-win sweep of the Dakota Classic Modified Tour. Um, Arpin uh, probably could have won all six races because the one track that was in Canada was the one that got rained out, and he's from Canada, so he's he's been pretty good there. Uh, the Dark Horse, Travis Hagan, he finished in the second spot. Dakota Sproul finished in third. Jeremy Keller in fourth. And Ricky Alvarado finished in fifth. Again, those perfect tour points right there for Tom Barry Jr., 240 points scored. Travis Hagan, uh, the Dark Horse, who uh, put on a really good show out there. 218 points would win this any other year. Yeah. But uh, when you have someone win every night, that's, that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, Travis Hagan, great effort, finishing in the second spot, 218 points back. Ricky Alvarado also, nice gr- nice guy, finished in third, 205 points. Tanner Black, 194. Tim Ward, your defending series champion, finished in fifth with 187 points. Wow. How,
0: have you talked to any of these guys, or are they still sleeping? <laughs> well, I hope they've gotten up since then. <laughs> uh, that was a week ago. <laughs> Uh, Yeah, uh, I
1: I can't imagine how much effort those guys went through. I mean, knowing how how tough it was to walk up and down the stairs as much as I did, I can't imagine trying to race every night like this. That is crazy. Especially in that heat. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) At least
0: I got to go into air conditioning every once in a while. Right. That's nuts. But you weren't done. Oh, no, I was not done yet. You kept on cruising Friday, July 15th. I-94, Sure Step Speedway in Fergus Falls. That's right. This
1: is my annual. Let's see how many days I can do this in a row and see how badly I can <laughs> beat myself up. Uh, Brendan Blassick made a great move at the end of the Midwest Modified feature. He split Travis Sauer and Shane Howell. Uh, he just drove right through the middle of them as they were battling side by side. Uh, and he won by only 0.04, at the line for the Midwest Modifieds. Ryan Saturday, the Ripper, got career win number 102 with his street stock win. And Ben Walden dominated to win in the limited late models. Uh, stop me if you've heard that one. I think he only has 30 wins at uh, <laughs> I-94 Speedway in that class alone. Uh, and I think it's only been around for four, three or four years. Uh, Dexton Cook got his 12th win of the year in the Super Stocks on the national level. He, I believe, is leading the national points in the uh, Super Stocks. Jason Tennis made all the right moves in traffic to get the lead in the Modifieds for his 101st career win. Nice. Just freshly after coming out of retirement. So good for him. (laughs) That is cool. Uh, Then Zach Court, he got the lead about around halfway in the short tracker feature to pick up the win there.
0: All right. Kept on going. Saturday, July 16th, River City Speedway, King of the Wings. Yeah, out there in Grand Forks, North
1: Dakota, Mm -hmm. Travis Robertson. He dominated the stock car feature for his first win of the year. Then Dexter DeVergsten, one of the easiest names to spell. D V E R G S T E. I was joking on the air a little bit ago about how lightning sprints ha, seem to have the toughest names. Yeah, they the, the <laughs> toughest <laughs> names to spell. They have Trushinsky, Devergston, <laughs> Kemstat, and none of these look like they spell. Sure. <laughs> Yeah, they're they're, uh, they're none of these sound like they spell right. It's not fun. Um, <laughs> and there's been worse, <laughs> but they're all. But luckily, some of them have dropped out. Uh, yeah. yeah, Dexter Davergeson de he did the same. The Lightning Sprint's dominated that one. Tim Anderson had the C's part on the opening lap and went from sixth to the lead before he even got to turn number three, and he held on for the Hobby Stock win. If you've ever been to the River City Speedway, from turn two to turn three is not that far. It's mm. a tight bull ring out there. So he passed from sixth <laughs> to the lead between turns two and turn three. Wow! So he did pretty awesome out there. Then some last lap magic in the NOSA versus IRA Sprint Car Showdown. Jade Hastings and Thomas Kennedy were battling hard for the lead in traffic on that last lap or last half of the race. They were putting on a pretty good show, trading the lead back and forth. Uh, Kennedy tried to pinch Hastings down To the bottom of the racetrack in the final set of corners, which left the top wide open for the Hannah City outlaw, Jake Blackhurst, who went full send on the top side. (laughs) And passed both drivers for the win. It had the whole place going nuts. That's cool. And especially since, you know, it's a guy from not in that area. Sure. He came out there and beat a couple of the locals. And, you know, Kennedy is quite a – both Kennedy and Hastings are, are crowd favorites out there. Uh, Kennedy, he had to take some time off because, you know, being from Winnipeg, couldn't get across the border to race. Right. So uh, people were happy to, you know, see him do well. Yeah. And Hastings is, you know, a crowd favorite out there, too, as well. They want to see him do well. And then all of a sudden, this guy comes here, out of nowhere and wins it.
0: Here comes this Hannah City outlaw. <laughs> Jake Blackers <laughs> did awesome on that one. Top, on the top side, passing both drivers, picked up the win. Awesome. All right. One more before you get a little break. Sunday, July 17th, (laughs) Buffalo River Speedway in Glendon. Only my ninth day in a row. Um, (laughs) Scott
1: Jacobson, he started off the night with his third sport mod win of the year. I incorrectly reported that on the other show. Oh. Um, Yeah, so his third sport mod win of the year. Second, I believe, out at the Buffalo River Speedway. So I wasn't totally wrong. Uh, then Hollywood Ty Wilkie, he charged up from eighth to win in the Legends. I think that's win number six already in the year for him. Uh, Alex Trushinski, easy name to spell, uh, passed <laughs> half of the cars in his feature to win in the Lightning Sprints. Then Tim Otterness he charged up from tenth to win in the Hobby Stocks. That was a pretty pretty wild race there too as well. Jesse Skalicki earned his second modified win of the year. Then Brady Moulter, he had a Facebook post earlier in the day saying, I think I might try out Buffalo River for the first time. <laughs> That was a smart move <laughs> on his part because he got his first career Buffalo River Speedway short tracker win at the end of the night. Ah, uh, that's cool.
0: All right, so you took a couple days off, slacker? Mm. Well, that wasn't my <laughs> it
1: wasn't my idea. <laughs> So it's too hot on Monday, and then it rained on Tuesday. So. Okay,
0: I'll I'll give it to you. But I'll now you.
1: now this is making me do a six day run in a row. So oh
0: yuck yuck, <laughs> man that's that's tough. So Wednesday, July twentieth, R- Red River Kart Club.
1: Yeah, we had Braxton Meyer Peterson. He got win number three in the year in the novice one class. Then it was Thomas Taves getting his first ever win in the rookie one class. Uh, he has uh, two older siblings that were racing too as well. That have already moved up into lightning sprints in just a couple of years of racing in the go-kart class uh, so it's kind of nice to see you know and he's got a hand-me-down body you can definitely tell he's the youngest kid sure <laughs> coming in as of now because he's got a, a hand-me-down body from mm-hmm. his older brother <laughs> and he got the win uh, in the rookie one class it even says his brother's name on it so I was screwing it up a lot of times during the feature just calling him Matthew <laughs> Dalton Babcock, he got his second Red River Kart Club win of the year in the rookie two class. Zayden Broughton scored the hat trick with his third blue, 206 blue slide win. Kyle Van Mill did the same with his third 206 black slide class win. He got to eat as well afterwards. <laughs> Inside joke on that one between him and his, myself and his dad. Hey. But uh, you know I'll, I'll elaborate on that in a little bit. But uh, Steven Ader who could probably go without eating a little bit here to make some to shave some pounds out. Uh he got win number 4 on the year in the adult stock class. All right. They're starting to close in on him though, so I mean, I think he's starting to feel some uh Feeling some heat. footsteps coming up here. Feeling the heat. All right. I mean, if he keeps winning I might have to come out of retirement. <laughs> and I know where there's a good cheated up go-kart where I can really whoop up on him. <laughs> wow. Calling <you> out Steven. <laughs>
0: Oh man. Okay. We got one last one on here. It looks like, uh, before we move on to some other stuff, Thursday, July 21st, Advantage RV modified tour, Norman County Raceway in Ada.
1: Well, Matt Scow hasn't done a lot of racing this year, but uh, he did put on a pretty good show last night. He started on the outside of the front row. He led every lap for his first Norman County Raceway win of the year in the Midwest Modifieds. Trevor Service from Olivia, Minnesota, took the lead from Andy Paik uh, with about 10 laps remaining. Andy Paik from uh, right down the road uh, out there from uh, Felton, Minnesota. with About 10 laps remaining to win in the Race Saver Sprint Cars. Ryan Lewis started the outside of his son, Joe, on the front row and led his first couple laps of his Legends career. Just started racing this year uh, in the Legends class. Uh, but uh, Alex Brasseth, he grabbed the lead with about 10 laps to go. Mechanical issues forced Alex to hand the lead over to his brother, Ryan, who held off Ashton Speaker for the win. Stone cold, Brad Orvidal took the lead with uh, at the start of the hobby stock feature, but after a couple yellow flags, Brody Eckert was able to get by him for the win. The lead changed four times in the first four laps at the start of the stock car feature, which was pretty awesome to watch. The largest gap in those four laps was .076 at the line. Wow. Between uh, between teammates, Todd Heinrich and Rick Schultz, who battled side-by-side for those four laps. With four laps remaining, though, the cheetah, Rob Van Mill, that'd be Kyle's dad, he was able to make it three wide going uh, from third to first in turn two to earn his first stock car win of the year so he got to eat too (laughs) the joke was uh, one time I like to go around in the pits uh, at the go-kart track especially and ask all the kids "So you winning tonight and just to see what their attitude is like and and I went up to Kyle and and Kyle just shook his head yeah didn't even say anything didn't even have to he just looked at me stared through me and just shook his head yeah And his dad, Rob, looked at me and said, well, we won't let him eat if he doesn't. (laughs) So So he got to eat. (laughs) He got to eat. That's great. Kid wants to eat. And I like to say that. That kid wants to eat tonight. And he's going to win. Yeah. So So Rob got his first stock car win of the year and was finally able to eat. Um, (laughs) The Advantage RV modified tour was next where Blake the Jet Jet Big uh, jumped out to the early race lead of the 32-lap main event. Zach Johnson, the millennial farmer, if you're on YouTube, He uh, was on the charge and quickly caught up to JetVig in traffic. Johnson was able to get by JetVig, but with eight laps to go, the caution came out uh, the following lap, actually. Uh, Jerome Guillot went off a turn number two, bringing out the yellow flag. Defending national champion Tyler Peterson, he had drawn the outside front row starting spot, but opted to race. Uh, for a $500 bonus for starting ninth, which was the last of the redraw. Okay. He probably could have started at the end, and it still would have been the same (laughs) thing because he was was flying through there pretty good, and the caution came at the right time. Uh, And at the time of the caution, he found himself in the top three. Peterson went on the attack when the race resumed and got by Johnson with 3 laps to go to get the win.
0: Very nice. And
1: as of that day, it was 1351 miles total for
0: I was just going to 11 ask you days. How, how many? Wow, 11 days from the 9th to the 21st and you put on 1351 miles. Man, on the road. What what was uh, I I you know, I'd hate to have paid your gas bill. Luckily, I got to ride with a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> got to split it. <laughs> yep. In uh, a side note, in Alaska, gas was just under $6 a gallon. <laughs> Man, I saw that and I was like, wow, it sounds like everything's expensive up there after talking to to some of the locals. But uh, did we have any uh, unintentional rollovers? Well, we had a lot of them. Taven uh, Woody,
1: uh, last Friday, she flipped over her Midwest modified one and a half times for a score of six points in Fergus Falls. Uh, the following night, Gerald Hattelstad flipped his Lightning Sprint over one complete time for a score of four points. Uh, Sunday, and you know, aptly named Mister Excitement, Mike Hart flipped his Legend at Buffalo River Speedway one time for a score of four points. And then last night, Ethan Klein he tied the top score on this season with his Midwest Modified role in Ada, where he flipped three complete times for a score of twelve points. Uh, that makes fifteen entries so far into the unintentional rollover contest, and we are not done with July yet.
0: They keep rolling them around. That's for sure. We
1: keep getting rain like this. The chances of this happening are increased because the tracks get a little bit
0: rougher and tougher sure. to tougher to handle, and people hit each other and and then you know things happen, yeah, right. so what happened in in uh, nascar what what they do this week? Well,
1: we had Christopher Bell who won. He he won on Sunday in Loud, New Hampshire, making him only the 14th different winner this year. That's uh a big record. Well, I I think uh they they broke the record 3 3 winners ago. Um the 14th different winner of the year, and that means with six races to go to the playoffs. The automatic bid for the playoffs is in jeopardy. Okay. So, the win and your in factor is uh kind of changing here a bit. You got winless Ryan Blaney, who sits in third place in points overall, and he's well above the cut line if they were to end it right now and go into the 16 team playoffs. Sure. But if two other drivers get their first wins of the year, he's out. Yeah. You know, two other full time drivers. If there's some kind of weird thing that happens at a race where a driver way down the points list, say a Bubba Wallace gets a win. Sure and uh, another, Kevin Harvick gets a win. Who is, he's above the cut line, too, as of now. He would be in along with Ryan Blaney, but he's way down compared to where Ryan Blaney's at. Right. So if those drivers both win, Ryan Blaney's out. Even though he is consistently, he's in third, and he's not far out of the point lead. So it's it's coming up with the, quite the scenario, the, coming
0: it, up here with six races to go before the playoffs start. The uh, Yeah, the, uh, the plot is thickening because... Uh, what do you think let's say that scenario happens. You think NASCAR makes a rule change going into next year?
1: I well, I mean,
0: has <laughs> it happened before? It yeah, hasn't it hasn't happened before. Well, has the it?
1: whole playoff started because Dale Jr didn't win that one year and Matt well, Kenseth did. Right. But uh, and they were trying to reward people that won. Uh, and it still didn't change it. Dale Jr still doesn't have a championship. Right. Uh, the people that still race consistently were the ones that won. But now you have someone who is racing consistently but not winning. Right. And has no chance at, at right now if, if that were to happen. If that scenario he, plays out he'd be right out. So Ooh. yeah, I'm and me as a blaniac since day one, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to see that. I kinda wanna see it because, you know, Part of me likes to watch Rome burn sometimes. Yeah, Yeah? (laughs) kind of like playing the fiddle while Rome's burning. But you know, sure. (laughs) But at the same time, I you know I want to see compelling racing. I want to see the people that have earned it get in. Yep. And and not just you know a quick win and you're in. That that would be pretty bitter. And stink it up for the whole rest of the season. And just get in there for one week, two weeks of the playoffs, and get kicked out. Right. Right.
0: Dude. Yeah. Well,
1: we'll see how it plays out. Where are they going next? Uh, they'll be done at uh, Pocono on Sunday, Pocono, Pennsylvania, the Long Pond, Pennsylvania. Yeah, that'll be uh, that's a fun race to watch. Blaney's good there. That's yeah. where he got his first win, so maybe he can just sit there and tell and knock every bit of this out,
0: right, for me to not have to worry about for now on. Yeah, exactly. Ryan, if you're out there listening, just just take the take the checkered flag this week. You're you're acting like he doesn't listen to this. Well, I mean, he, maybe we're we're recording late this week. Oh, maybe we right. wouldn't yeah. get to it. We might have messed up his schedule. <laughs> I'll email him directly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how about Donny Shots? What's he been up to? Well, he's had a couple of good races out here
1: lately. Uh, they were down at uh, the they're down at uh, Eldora this last weekend. Um, Brent Marks uh, he basically took over Eldora. He won the big races out there. David Gravel got a couple of wins out there as well. Uh, of course, Mark's winning the famed Kings Royal on Saturday. Donnie shots at finishes of 7th, 10th, and 8th, 8th and 2nd during his stay in Rossburg, Ohio. So, you know, he's still up there. Still doing well. Uh, Wednesday saw Kyle Larson dominate Port Royal with shots staying near the front for most of the race, but a delaminated tire caused oh. caused him to end the night in the uh, 19th position. So, uh, once again, one of those happened. And that's probably about just in this last week. Uh, from just watching Facebook and drivers around the area, uh, that's probably about the tenth one I've seen. Really, uh, you know, there, there was a tire shortage, and I know Hoosier was trying to do its best to get as many tires out as quickly as possible. And I think we're seeing the results now. When you get into the tracks, when it's this hot, you know, it's just it's going to make the tires separate, I, sure. and you you gotta you, you gotta worry about that right. kind of thing. Mm. And Unfortunately the quality's gone down just a little bit. That's interesting. So yeah, it's it, and it's definitely unfortunate, you know, when he, especially when Shots is having a really good run and he really needed that run especially that would have been a second straight top 2. But uh and coming into especially they're they're all battling with the uh, the Pennsylvania posse right now. They're they're out in enemy territory. And uh, they're going to be coming out uh, tonight and tomorrow night, going to be at Williams Grove Speedway in Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania, Okay, uh, where they're really going to be in the heart of posse country. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Beer Hill Gang out there, pretty fun out out there, too. (laughs) So, uh, um, yeah, he he needed that momentum going into Mm -hmm. this because he's good at those racetracks. And, you know, when you get knocked down like that, it's just not fun to
0: come back from. Right. Yeah. Okay, well, man, that was a lot of a lot of racing action. But there's more to come. What what's happening? What's going on next? Well, tonight,
1: a fan appreciation night at the Red River Valley Speedway. It's five dollar admission to get in. See inaugural Bison Battle forty lap modified special, uh, which will be going on. We tried to do that earlier in the year, but that rained out. Unfortunately, it'll be at Red River Valley Speedway. Seven o'clock start here tonight. So again, five dollar admission. Come on out. It'll be fun. Uh, Sunday, Fan Appreciation Night at Buffalo River Speedway. That'll be $5 tickets also, but you have to go through your favorite driver to get those $5 vouchers. So if you know a oh. driver, or you can head on over to Dakota Cat Motorsports in West Fargo, they have $5 vouchers for you to uh, go in there. Otherwise, at the gate, you got to pay full price. Uh, we're starting at 5 o'clock on Sunday because we got a lot of other things that we're doing out there as well for our Fan Appreciation Night, including... We're going to be bringing all the drivers and cars out onto the front straightaway and letting the fans come out and hang out with the drivers. Oh, that's fun. So we're going to have a driver meet and greet as well. So we're going to start an hour earlier so we can get that all in. Uh, Monday, we're going to have the Red River Kart Club. That's free to attend, 6.30 start time. Uh, and You get to see the future stars of racing and Steven uh race out there on, uh, on Monday night at 6.30. Uh, Thursday, the Sanders Stock Car Shootout at the Norman County Raceway—that's always a fun time. They're also going to have NLRA Late Models, and they are going to have pork chops. Free pork chops after the races. One of my really? favorite nights of the year. Wow. I mean, I mean, you obviously know that. Food's a good way to get to my heart, right there. So <laughs> that's one of my
0: favorite ones. Thursday, Sanders Stock Car Shootout, at Norman County Raceway. Nice. Wow. Well, that's a lot of action, a lot to digest, and we got a lot coming up yet. So <laughs> that's right. Very cool. Well, uh, that that will wrap it up then for this episode of Checkers and Wreckers Victory Lap. Uh, you can find Checkers and Wreckers Victory Lap on kfgo.com. Uh, you can uh, go there. You can check out the page. Hey, you can also, uh, why don't you subscribe to Checkers and Wreckers on your favorite podcast, and you'll get the new episodes every time they come out. So, for Corey Litton, I am Ryan Janke. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time on Checkers & Wreckers Victory Lap.